Man, Everyone you never told uh, me you never told me that I had to follow Nick. That's uh, a hard act to follow. No, sorry, man. <laughs> but but yeah. I, you know, I trust you to be the anchor for the day, man. So uh guys, we got Mike coming in. Mike brings a really unique perspective. Uh he is the uh CEO of paintergrowth.com. Um, I'm sure you'll hear all about uh what what Mike's have has to offer here. I'm gonna let him him take off uh and just do his thing. So I'm gonna stop yep. talking. Mike, it's all yours, brother. Do your thing, man. Thank you, Tanner. Um, and thanks, Nick, again, for that that sick presentation. Um, yeah, I definitely took some notes during that one. So what's up, everybody? I looked through the um, the attendee list, a uh, lot of familiar names. Um, so yeah, stoked that see some familiar names, uh, names there. So I'm going to just share my screen, and <clears throat> we're going to get going. Cool. So this is the first time that I've ever uh, actually presented this specific presentation. I made this unique for today. So I hope it goes well. <laughs> and uh, I titled it, How to Hit Your First $100,000 Month. Uh, we work with a lot of painters. We work with uh, 350 or so painters uh, so far. And we get this all the time, right? This is just like some big elusive number for many of us who just we really want to hit $100,000 per month in our business. So what does it take? And that's what we're going to do today is look at what it truly takes uh, and some of the resources that you need to get there to actually do $100,000 in a month. So who am I? Um, I actually ran a painting company for about four years. Um, I, uh, my, I, I'll talk about it a little bit anyway. But yeah, ran a painting company for about four years, got up to about $175,000 uh, per month in, in revenue. Uh, I'm married. I have two kids. My daughter, my one daughter just turned two. Uh, the other one's about four. I always my family first. So my family takes priority over my business or really anything else. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, you know, through and through, and I like to run. And I did a Ironman or half Ironman uh, a few weeks ago, which was um, a lot of fun. So if you ever have a chance to do a half Ironman, I mean, maybe do it. But so during this presentation, I'm going to be giving away a ton of resources, uh, six resources, in fact, that will help you hit 100,000 per month. And to get them now for free, you can pre-download them, or we're going to go through and you can download them throughout. Uh, go to paintergrowth.com slash 100K and you can download them. Cool. So for most small business owners, $100,000 in a month might sound like the holy grail. If you're above this, you know, awesome. Uh, I hope that you can get some value of this already. Uh, if you're below this, you're working towards it, um, then definitely pay attention. Now, here's the honest truth about $100,000 per month or any big milestone like that. It's a mirage. The top of the mountain is a lie. <laughs> if you've ever said these things before, like once I make $10,000 per month, then I'll be happy. You know, once I make $20,000 per month, then I'll be happy. Once I get a second crew or a third crew, then I'll be happy. Once I hire a production manager, then I'll be happy. Um, I thought of this, this picture earlier today when I was just doing some finishing touches about uh, uh, Shel Sil Silverstein's book, The Giving Tree. Um, where this tree gives and gives and gives. And then at the end of the day, he's he's not really happy because he doesn't have anything left. Not exactly appropriate, but I thought it was pretty good. But ultimately, once you hit your milestone, once you hit that, that summit of your goal that you've been working so hard for weeks, months, years to hit, the goalposts just move. And you start comparing yourself to other businesses and other people. And so you really need to enjoy the journey and you need to enjoy all of the steps equally and understand that they're building on each other and that they're all necessary. And once you can appreciate that, as long as you're making progress, you can give yourself permission to be happy and be satisfied and be fulfilled. And does that mean you should abandon your goals or not try hard things? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> but it does mean that you should put your goals in perspective of your life and realize that the journey is, in fact, the destination. That sounds corny, but it's 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 really true. And I have a personal kind of anecdote there. Um, if you don't enjoy the journey, you're not going to give yourself permission to enjoy the destination. And I want to just wanna introduce a brief concept. This is the only concept today. Everything else is like super applicable and actionable. So uh, the concept is the entrepreneur's curse. And I've diagnosed myself with the entrepreneur's curse, uh, which is basically uh, every, the entrepreneur's curse is basically living in a constant state of disappointment um, in myself and in my business and never giving myself permission to feel happy or fulfilled with where my business currently is. It's like, oh, I need to be just this bit bigger. I just need to be this much more profitable. Once I get to this, like I said, once I get to this level, then I'll be happy. And like, I'm a victim of this and I try not to be, I try to reframe my perspective. Now, with that in mind, is like, does, does this resonate with you? Like, do you feel you also carry the this curse? You can just let me know in the chat. Um, but with that caveat, let's look at what it actually takes uh, to hit $100,000 in a month. So there's going to be a number warning here. I got to start with this. And I know you guys have probably been like smashed with information. I've been on for most of the day. But you guys have been like smashed with information. Um, I hope this is a little bit different and just gives you some really actionable things that you can do with the right tools and resources uh, to get it done. So get out a paper, pen. If you're on a ladder, just come down for a minute and take a, take a quick lunch here get, or get ready to take some screenshots. So what does it take? Uh, number one, you need to know your numbers inside and out. Nick made a did a really good presentation on some key numbers, your charge rate, your production rates, your profitability, your marketing percentage. You need to know these numbers inside and out. Uh, number two, you need to have a marketing and sales machine, right? Nick was talking about percentages of, of revenue that you're investing in marketing and having that sales organization that can that can churn out sales and keep that. I can't remember what he said. He his like a, a freight train of production or whatever it was. Um, to keep that freight train fed. And then really to do a million dollars, you need about eight to nine full-time painters or the equivalent capacity with subs to be able to, you know, produce that, you know, 100K per month. Now, quick glossary, just a few uh, definitions before we jump in. Uh, number one, AJS, average job size. So how much revenue is your average job size? How to figure that out? Take the last 20 jobs, divide them into the revenue of those jobs. So if you did $50,000 over the last 20 jobs, 50K divided by 20 jobs, $2,500 AGS. Charge rate, how much your company charges out per painter per hour. So if you don't, you don't have to charge by the hour, but what, it is, what does it end up being after the fact? So if you have a $5,000 job that took 75 labor hours, that's a $66 per hour charge rate. And as Nick said, you would uh, you know, pretty quickly uh, go through your burn rate and like die at a $66 charge rate. So we like to see that kind of between 75 and 90 is the goal. Uh, closing rate uh, or sales rate, what's the percentage of estimates you land? And your lead conversion rate, what percentage of those leads turn into estimates? Also, sometimes we call this slippage, right? What, what percent of those leads slip? So how many jobs do you need? If your goal is to do $100,000 in a month and your average job size is $4,000, you need 25 jobs per month. Pretty simple math, right? So at $4,000 is 25 jobs per month, $5,000 average job size, 20 jobs per month, $6,000 average job size, 17 jobs per month, right? So the bigger your average job size, the fewer jobs you need, the less logistics, the less crew moves, ladder moves, paint buying, et cetera. So it's in your best interest to try to push that average job size up as much as possible. 
Now, how many leads and estimates do you need? You know, logistically, like really, what do you need to do? What do you need to get every day, every week, every month to make sure that you can hit your production or your, your sales targets? So we need some assumptions. If we have a 40% closing rate and an 80% lead conversion rate, uh, and then we have 25 jobs is what we need to get. So 25 jobs at a 40% closing rate is 62 estimates. Okay. And then 62 estimates at an 80% uh, lead conversion rate is 77 leads. Cool. 77 leads per month. Now, how much should you spend on marketing? Now that we have a target for how many monthly leads we need to get, how much should we spend on marketing? Now we've got a couple scenarios. It's going to be a little bit different for everyone. That's why you need to look at your historical numbers to make your assumptions. But you can basically get leads from organic methods, from paid methods, or from partners or referrals. Right. So if you're averaging $50 a lead, 50 leads, $50 times 77 leads is $38.50, right? $3,850. And that is what your monthly, you know, basically advertising expenditure should be if you have a $50 lead cost. And that would book that would be a 3.8% cost of marketing on bookings. And it's funny when when Nick was going through his numbers, he said 3.5 was his like, you know, his goal. And so it's funny, it's really close to this, this first example. So, um, but what's a little bit more likely, which is again, where Nick is currently at, is $100 per lead on average. So if you're averaging $100 per lead with those previous metrics that I've mentioned, um, 77 leads is $7,700. And that becomes a 7.7% cost of marketing on bookings. Now for small businesses looking to scale and looking to grow to get, you know, past 30, 50, 75, 100,000 per month, you can basically be like, hey, I don't have $7,700 to spend on marketing every single month. And that's fine. You don't have to get, you don't have to be there initially. That's why we, you want to uh, gradually get there and have a plan on increasing that ad spend in an accountable way so that month over month, you can keep pushing it up and, uh, and eventually get to that target of spending $7,700 per month. Cool. Uh, so resource alert, resource number one, goal tracking spreadsheet. So go to paintinggrowth.com slash 100K to download this spreadsheet. Uh, so this is what the site looks like. Hit that download now button, um, and then you will get to the page with the resources. So this is the goal tracking spreadsheet. This is what it looks like. So a lot of cells, a lot of numbers, and you can use it. So you're gonna have to go file and make a copy. And then you can make your very own private personal copy right now for free. Cool. So what does this show you? The very top, what we're going to do is put in our sales goal, our slippage or lead conversion rate, our sales ratio, and our average job size. So your slippage is actually like the, the inverse of your lead conversion rate. So if your lead conversion rate is 80, your slippage will be 20, right? So you put your slippage, put your sales rate. And then what it's going to pump out is how many leads you need a week, how many estimates you need each week, how many jobs you need, need each week. And then the production, the, the uh, dollars booked as well. And now, if you keep track of this every single week and keep following up on this, you're going to be able to see if you're ahead of your ahead of your plan or behind your plan, and give you an it'll give you an accountable way to see um, how you're doing on those goals. Cool. So to use that spreadsheet, set your revenue goal, input your historical average job size, input your historical sales rate. Input your historical or assumed lead conversion rate, 
and then follow the plan and more easily and consistently hit your goals. The last thing that I actually just missed is that right here where it says week ending, you're going to want to update this first week to the Monday that you're going to start. So if you're going to start next Monday, um, update this first one to whatever that is, July 2nd or July 3rd or whatever it is. Cool. Um, <laughs> that sounds great, Mike, but how do you get that many leads? What types of marketing do you do, right? Where are these all these leads going to come from? Cool. It ain't easy, right? Again, as Nikki alluded to, multiple channels, diversification, and we're going to go through these channels right here. So online channels, Google organic, right? Your Google Maps, your SEO, optimizing your Google business page, working with Austin to get your SEO dialed in. Your Facebook organic. So having a strategy to reach out to community groups, a marketplace strategy. And just really briefly, I just thought of, of one kind of differentiation is you'll, you're going to have your hunting category and your fishing category. And so a, a fishing category is like doing social posts, right? You're posting every day or every couple of days, and you're hoping that people see you, right? But then you have a hunting strategy where you're actually doing outreach. You're making posts. Uh, you're, you're posting in these groups, you're um, asking people to post uh, referrals for you. So that is hunting versus fishing. Uh, then we have Instagram organic and Instagram organic. I really like the strategy of reaching out to potential partners, to realtors, to property managers, to local celebrities, and, uh, and, and using that as a way to start a uh, relationship. Then we have Facebook, Instagram, Meta, whatever you want to call it, paid, right? Google paid. So lots of different online channels. And ultimately what we want to do is get our marketing machine to a point where we have multiple strategies under each of these channels happening every day and every week, right? It doesn't all have to be you. We want to surround yourself with a good team. Cool. Resource alert number two, Facebook ad template and setup guide, right? This is one of the strategies, paintergrowth.com slash 100K. Um, uh, Tanner, could you maybe throw the link in the chat so people could just click on it, please, if you don't mind? Sweet. So this is uh, what you're going to get with the Facebook ad setup. We have a video explaining how to do it, how to get your ad account set up. And then we have the ad copy and images for you to just swipe and deploy. Cool. And there's some targeting, uh, uh, targeting uh training there as well on how you should find your target audience and not just geographic, but your psychographic and demographic targeting as well. Cool. Um, offline channels. So job site marketing um, is super important. So making sure that you're advertising and marketing heavily around the current jobs that you're doing. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to turn every one job into three jobs. So lawn sign, door hangers at the start of every job around the neighborhood. Uh, marketing teams, right? So doing door-to-door -door around your current jobs, uh, choosing ideal neighborhoods and finding students to canvas those for you. Um, a custom, custom niche-based flyer strategy. So not just doing a generic strategy, a generic flyer, but creating custom flyers for each drop and choosing a specific niche on what you want to advertise for that flyer drop whether you want to you know, get stucco homes and you want to layer just like a stucco neighborhood with a stucco specialist flyer or a wood siding flyer or a Victorian home flyer or an interior flyer or whatever it is, it's important to niche down your flyers because you will 5X the number of calls that you get from those, uh, those types of niche offers instead of the generic, we do interior, exterior, residential, commercial, you know, decks, fences, into whatever, like 
if you say everything, if you try to be everything to everyone, you're going to end up being no one to nobody, whatever. So <laughs> uh, niche it down. You might feel like you're pigeonholing, pigeonholing yourself, but just uh, pick one niche and stick to it at least for each flyer drop. And then you can rotate and see which flyer drops typically work the best. Um, personally, I sent out a barn flyer. Like we have a lot of farmhouses around here. So I sent out this like barn flyer, it's like 300 barns. I booked like $150,000 of barns in a week because of this barn flyer. And it was like, we specialize in barns. Here's some benefits. We're not going to charge for travel, you know, get a two-year warranty, get a this, get a that, had a before and after picture of a barn, you know, tax deduction, whatever else, you know, get it done this season. And uh, farmers loved it. They just, everyone called me and we painted all the barns. <laughs> so um, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked as well if I would have posted uh, or just said, Hey, we do everything. We do interior, we do exterior, we do decks, we do fences, we do barns, we do whatever. Like that's just so much less appealing than, Hey, you have a problem. We're going to solve that problem. You have barns. We're going to paint your barns and they're huge jobs. And anyway, they're great. If you have barns in your area, go target them. Wonderful opportunity. Uh, community events, trade shows, and have a heavy focus on lead gen, relentless follow-up, right? The gold, the cash and the follow-up. Um, try to do a, a trade event or community event every quarter, if you can. Um, that'll keep you in the community. That'll keep fresh leads coming through. And you'll be able to add all of these leads to your email list as well. That drip jobs can email for you. Cool. Strategic partners, commercial channels. So we want to get into commercial work as well. What is there for commercial work? There's commercial new and commercial re. Right. So if you're if you're a smaller contractor, you're going to want to start with commercial re and maybe get into commercial new as you continue to grow and generate that cash flow. Right. So where do you going to get where are you going to get your commercial repaint from? Uh, in short, you're going to get it from your strategic partners. So you need to schedule between two to four hours a week to network with strategic partners like realtors, property managers, builders, GCs. And you're going to set meetings with them as frequently as you can and ask them what they're looking for in a painter and use a, a custom commercial pamphlet to demonstrate your competencies. Again, like a niche down version of a general pamphlet specific for realtors, specific for property managers, specific for builders, so that when they get that, they can see that you specialize in working with them, right? You need to, and then follow a strategic follow-up plan to nurture the partners until they reach their pain point, right? And they need your solution. Not everyone is gonna need you right away. A lot of them have really good relationships with painters. But the thing about painters is that a lot of the time they can be, say it with me, unreliable. That's not why you're, that's why you're here, right? You guys are not part of that, uh, that unreliable group, but a lot of painters can be unreliable. So eventually they're going to trip up and they're going to piss off their, their uh, strategic partners. And because you've made such a great impression and showed your expertise and you've, you're around and you're communicative, you're next on the list, right? So it's about getting on a hundred of those lists. And then commercial new, right? These are going to be got, got, gotten through. You're going to acquire these through takeoffs or commercial estimates. And to really hit scaled up production levels, and I'm not even talking 100K per month. 100K per month, you should be able to do exclusively with residential, right? But if you really want to scale up, then you can incorporate new builds. Reach out to custom small scale home builders. That's a great place to start. Um, ultimately, you're going to want to find a commercial estimator to help you on commercial projects. And then you can get into bid sites like Merck, sound.gov or others, um, and expect just as a personal expectation that you're gonna bid on at least 50 of them before you land one. 
So it's going to take some time. It's going to take some investment. You're going to have to follow up with the uh, project managers and GCs. But if you do that, you do lots of bids, you do lots of follow-up, uh, hopefully, eventually one day, they decide to give you a chance on one. And then hopefully it's not so big that it uh, drives you to the ground. <laughs> cool. Right. And there's a lot to do. But if you have systems and the right team to help you execute it, you will be able to get it all done. All right. I was able to get up to $175,000 per month at just 22 years old with just a few of these operating 90% um, residential, a little bit of commercial re in there. actually did a few new homes. That was a little bit later um, with a custom home builder, but uh, that accounted for a very uh, small amount of production. So there's some marketing, right? Cool. We talked about how many leads we need. Now we talked about how to get the leads. Um, I think that... Uh, Tanner did a good enough job on sales, so I'm not going to cover that. But how about production? So how do you produce $100,000 in a month? Wow, that sounds like a headache, right? Can you do it by yourself? Not if you paint all night, right? So $100,000 divided by $75 charge rate is 1,333 hours, right? Do this math in your own business. What is your own charge rate? What's, what's real to you? And do the math there. So let's round this up to 1,400 hours for simplicity. So 1,400 divided by 4.3 weeks in a month is 325 hours of production per week. 325 divided by 40 hours per painter is 8.125 or eight and an eighth painters. All right. So that's how you do it. Ultimately, I was going to put a picture here. Um, I never found a picture, but it's basically three to four crews. Um, depending if you run crews of two or crews of three, if you have larger projects, you can put four or five painters on it. If you go any more than that, then there's often some uh, inefficiencies that we don't want to get into. But basically, how do you manage three or four crews, right? If you've never been there before, if you've never been managing three to four crews, it's very different than managing zero, one, or two, right? There's a whole level of complexity to your organization now. But the short answer is that you need to be organized, right? And literally nothing can live in your head. Everything has to be documented and available for the rest of your team or whoever needs to know it. Um, I can't you know, tell you how many times I've spoken to a, uh, one of our clients or a painter at some point and said, oh, how do, you, how do you manage everything in your business? And they just give me like one of these like wry smiles. It's like, it's all up here, buddy. I'm like, okay, terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> let's fix that. <laughs> um, but everything has to be documented. If it lives in your head, it's not scalable. And it's going to break and you're going to forget something. That's just how it is. Like you only have so much capacity in your head. And let's start working, worrying about higher uh, level aspects of your business and what you can work on instead of low level things like your production schedule. Like who needs that in your head? It, it, you should be, it should be out of your head and out of your mind immediately, right? You should have a system for it. So this means your leads and your follow-ups, process documented. Sales and estimate calendar, process documented. Customer expectations, process, documented. Production schedule, process, documented. Customer communications, process, or <laughs> process, documented. Paint colors, process, documented. Can I get a process documented in the chat, please? <laughs> Timelines, et cetera, right? Cool. And finally, you need a system for everything. I mean everything, right? Ideally, you are not the bottleneck for any part of your production machine. 
The best way to manage your production is with a production schedule. Everyone does their production slightly differently, and it doesn't matter what system you use as long as it works for the scale you're hoping to get to. Not the scale that you're at right now. If you're using Google Calendars and it's working great for one crew, uh, Google Calendars might not be the right solution for four or five crews, right? It's going to get messy and we don't want messy. We want clean and we want to be able to rearrange things easily. We want to be able to ensure customers are adequately satisfied. You know, there, there's no missed expectations anywhere. If those customer expectations are living in your head, you know, it's, it's not scalable. Resource alert number three. Uh, production schedule. Cool. So here's an example of our production schedule. It's simple. It's a spreadsheet. It's usable. You can open on your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, whatever. It's on in the cloud because it's Google Drive. How you use this is you put in your jobs that you book on this second sheet here, right? You put the name, how, the, amount, the amount of dollars, the amount of hours it's going to take. It'll pump out your charge rate automatically. And then you're going to put your production uh, expected production date. So what was the expectation with the homeowner? And has it been scheduled? Meaning, have you put it in your production schedule on the left? So how, once you're ready to, to bring it over to your production schedule, you pick which crew you want to put it on. And then you look at how many hours it is. And so if, if this crew, this Ryan and Nigel crew, if I know they can produce 16 hours a day, I'll just figure out how many days it needs to be. And then I color code it based on how restrictive the customer is in terms of their dates. So green, it's very movable. They don't kind of care when it gets done. It's red. It absolutely has to get done that week, no exceptions. It's yellow. There are some restrictions. Customer might be a little picky. We'll try to keep it, but ultimately can move. So something as simple like that. I mean, I, I think I had seven or eight crews running at once. We use this spreadsheet, right? Very simple. It works. All right. Cool story, Mike. Cool story, Mike. But I can't even find enough painters who want to work. And the ones that are available are, well, there's a reason that they're available, right? Who's here struck who here is struggling with finding good painters? Sure, a lot of us are. So I totally get you. Let's talk about how to attract, recruit, and retain rockstar talent in today's job market. Now, recruiting equals marketing, right? This is a new paradigm for a lot of you. We're not just putting out a vanilla job post on Indeed and hoping that we're going to get great candidates because we're not. It's just not how recruiting works anymore. We need to think like a marketer when we're recruiting. Your applications are your leads. Your interviews are your estimates. Your hires are your sales. And your job satisfaction is your customer satisfaction, right? This is a new paradigm. We need to think through this lens. So number one, you need to create a compelling, differentiated offer from the rest of the industry. And you need to put that offer in front of as many eyes as you can, using as many channels as you can. Do a setup call with each qualified applicant so you don't waste your time on bad interviews. So, so important. Do not go to an interview without talking to someone first for like 10, 15 minutes. Follow our interview framework to conduct high quality interviews and weed out the bad actors. Make an offer, get it accepted, and give them a 30-day trial. All right, so let's talk about number one, create a compelling differentiated offer. So what can you offer that sets yourself and your company apart, right? Piece rate, increase earnings. Know your numbers because if you know your numbers, you know what you can offer. Paid time off, flexible schedule. Kids these days, right? We all love our flexible schedules. Company vehicle, 
benefits, right? Going back to the start, it's important to know your numbers so you can be confident when putting together an offer. Total cost of labor should be 38 to 45%. So you, so you know where you are when you have room to play with. Your hiring, uh, your hiring ad needs to be fun to read and written towards your ideal target team member. Are you looking for a millennial, a Gen Z, a Gen X, a boomer? You need to know your target's motivations and goals and write the ad to that end. And then you're going to get traffic, right? Traffic is so important in marketing. You're going to put that offer in front of as many eyes as you can through as many channels as you can. Don't limit yourself to Indeed, right? There's online channels, offline channels, networking, um, pain stores, relationships, as many eyes as possible. Use the paid sites, use the free sites. Um, get it out there as much as you can. The more traffic, the better. The more applications, the better. Then you're going to do a setup call with each qualified candidate so you don't waste your time on the bad interviews. Right. So if you're setting up interviews via SMS and having a tough, uh, a, a thorough intro call before your interview, or and not having a thorough intro call before your interviews, you're wasting your time. Right, should say not there. So if you're not doing these thorough setup calls, intro calls, you're going to be wasting time. You're going to get no-showed and stood up on your estimates. So remember, make it about them. What are their goals? What do they want out of their employment opportunity? And how can your job opportunity serve them and their vision for their for your life? And can you help them hit their goals? Now, guys, if you're like watching this, definitely screenshot this because this is probably the like it looks simple. But this is probably the most important slide that I have when it comes to recruiting. It's about them. It's about the painter, not about you and your job offer. How can you help them hit your goals? Their goals, sorry. Right? Like Zig Ziglar once said, how can you have everything, anything that you want in life? Help as many other people as you can get what they want. Right? And that's the secret. Cool. Hopefully you've taken a screenshot of that. Then follow our interview framework to conduct the high quality interviews and weed out the bad, the bad actors, the bad painters, et cetera. Resource four, interview worksheet, paintergrowth.com slash 100K. And here's the interview worksheet um, where we go through a ton of really important um, uh, traits that you need to interview for if you want to make sure that you are getting rock stars on your team. So to bring you through what the traits are, your rapport, just getting to know them. Your painting skill, experience, the instrumental ability, attainment, leadership, precision, tenacity, introspection, and values. Ultimately, in, in, interview them on all of those traits. Give themselves, give them a little rating. You know what you think, how you think they score on all of them, and then ultimately decide if they would be a good addition to your team. It's going to be a completely different interview than you've ever done before, but you can follow this path and yeah, download this for free uh, right now on my site. So make an offer, get it accepted, and give them a 30-day trial. You want to caveat every new employee with the trial period to give you the opportunity to part ways with them if it's not a fit after 30 days. So now that we've covered hiring, very, very quickly, the last thing we need to touch on is systems. Dun, dun, dun. So what is a system? A system is defined as a set of principles, practices, or procedures that are applied to specific activities to achieve a specific result. Okay, specific was used a few, many, a few too many times in that definition. So a system can be a software, a checklist, a document, automated reminder, or more. As long as it helps you and your team more easily accomplish your tasks, it's a system. So what are some of the systems that you need in order to hit $100,000 per month? You need production systems. 
marketing systems, sales systems, billing systems, operation systems, training and onboarding systems, accounting and bookkeeping systems, leadership and training systems, general miscellaneous systems, a lot of systems. So that brings us to resource alert number five. We have a master system list for you to download. Cool. Head to the page, go get the master system list. It looks just like this. It's going to hopefully be a not quite exhaustive list of every system you need in your business. And then you can start creating your SOP, Standard Operating Procedure Library, more easily using this as your blueprint. And that brings us to the final resource, the SOP template. Cool, because a system is only as good as the system that is the template that you're using. And we've created a template that you can just use now for free. So you're going to put the title, the summary of it, the resources that are needed, the owner, and the steps to follow. And the steps should follow. It's just like cover, taking a little bit of room there, but like it might take two or three pages if it's a big, complicated process. Include pictures. If it's online, include screenshots as wherever possible, right? Make it simple. The way that you want to think about these systems is you should be able to hand them to another team member with no explanation. They just take the document and they can go do it, right? Ideally, you do some training with them, but ultimately that's where you want to get it to. Creating and documenting systems for your business will not be easy and it will be time consuming and it's going to suck and you're not going to want to do it and you might cry, but you need to take time and document everything so that you can start spending your time on higher and higher leverage tasks and activities. Your ability to grow your business is limited only by your ability to delegate more and more complex tasks, right? This is my quote. Yes, I'm quoting myself. People tweet, quote, quote, tweet themselves all the time. So I'm just quoting myself. Um, what this means is that as you grow your business, your job is going to change. Your responsibilities are going to change. And, and it's going to get to a point where you can no longer delegate because you don't have the skill required to delegate these difficult tasks. It's going to start with painting. Then it's go to sales and marketing. Then it's going to get to hiring. Then you're going to, and, and as soon as you can no longer delegate, that's going to be your limit of growth as a business. Cool. So to recap, numbers needed to hit 100K a month, marketing strategies to hit those goals production organization to handle it, recruiting and hiring, systems. So what else do you need to get? To, what else do you need to hit 100,000 a month? You need a rock solid plan. You need accountability and you need the right business coach. Virtually every successful business owner in history has had a coach. And I'm not even kidding on that. You ask any successful business owner that you look up to, they all have or have had coaches. Your chances of truly being successful in business skyrocket if you have a business coach. That's what we do here at PainterGrowth.com. So for everyone who's attending today, we've set aside time in our calendar this week to offer a free breakthrough session to help you identify your biggest challenges, roadblocks, and opportunities in your business. And we want to give you a free custom plan and figure out what your missing pieces are and what you need to do to hit your goals over the next three to six months. So we only have a limited, limited number of spots since there's like a ton of people on here and we just have time this week. Um, but if you're interested in learning more and want your own personal plan created for you, like I said, we'll do that. Go to paintandgrowth.com slash 100K and just scroll down and you'll see the, the booking widget there. So you can just scroll down a little bit on that blast off page and then you can schedule your appointment there. There's no commitment required, no obligation to work with us from the free session. We just want to help you craft out a plan but if you do decide that you want to work with us, anyone who does decide to join our coaching from Blastoff before the end of the month will get $500 off their plan. Cool. 
We also just recently locked in a corporate um, partnership with Sherwin-Williams. Uh, we have an exclusive uh, supply agreement where we all, we all also, um, you will be getting a, a discounts uh, at Sherwin-Williams, just like a franchise, just like Certipro, it's for example. Um, and uh, who knows, if you, if you buy enough paint at Sherwin, uh, it might cover the cost. Uh, the savings that you'll get with us might cover the cost of uh, the, the coaching. So who knows? So thank you all much. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you all. Uh, I think we got eight minutes left for some Q and A. So uh, let's uh, let's do some questions. Go to the chat here. Sweet. Thanks for posting that, Tanner. All right. Where would you suggest starting to document? There's so much um, in my head. It's just overwhelming some days. Great question, Nicole. So. Honestly, the, the best way to get started with something like that, Nicole, is to just brain dump everything, whether you do it on a whiteboard or your notes app or a piece of paper, just start writing down just the name of each system that's in your head. Okay. Um, and then you want to look at them on which ones are, which ones are business critical, which ones are super important for right now. And, um, can I, uh, so yeah, which ones are super important right now and just prioritize those ones. If it's ones that like you really urgently want to get uh, get off your plate, actually a really quick uh, activity is that you write down all those processes, all those systems that are in your, in your head. And in the second column, you're going to uh, rate them on a scale of um, uh, one to five. How important is it that, it that it's being done by you? And then uh, on the third column, one to five, how much do you like doing it? And then what you're going to want to do is get rid of the, the low priority uh, things that you really don't like doing uh, as a priority, because that's going to make you happy sooner. Um, let me see. What's the discount at Sherwin? Um, because it's like a national thing. Um, they have something called do not exceed pricing, not discounts. So every, uh, every state, every jurisdiction uh, has slightly different pricing. So it's not a specific dollar per gallon, but there's some, uh, some good incentives in some of the top products. Uh, I don't have specifics uh, of those right now. Um, coaching wise, do only focus on, sm focus on smaller businesses. Absolutely not. Um, we actually have an advanced one-on-one -on -one coaching program, uh, that we work with, um, bigger businesses, we have, um, you know, $3 million, $5 million a year businesses that we're currently working with. Uh, my head coach that I hired um, to lead our advanced program, he actually used to run a $20 million franchise, uh, a painting company. So he's a very, uh, very smart dude. Um, and he heads our one-on-one co -on -one coaching efforts. Um, is franchise pricing really that much cheaper? How does it work if you have an existing uh, Sherwin sales rep? Is it contract exclusive? Uh, lots of lots of Sherwin questions, guys. We covered a lot other than Sherwin, um, but it is exciting. So thank you for the questions. Um, if you have an existing uh, rep, uh, the rep is basically going to like call you when you join and say, hey, welcome to the Painter Growth team. Here's your extra benefits. We're, we're currently negotiating some additional marketing benefits as well. So I don't know what that's going to look like, whether it's like a discount on car wrap or, or, or signs or um, or, or flyers or t-shirts or something like that. But we're going to be doing some marketing benefits as well for, for our clients. That's just not um, uh, quite hammered in yet. We just got our supply agreement uh, done last week. Um, Juan, what was the partnership with Sherwin? Just a, yeah, a, a strategic partnership with Sherwin where we have an exclusive supply agreement and uh, that's going to give you guys some, with Sherwin accounts, um, some uh, exclusive benefits for working with us. 
which is very exciting. Travis, nice to see you, man. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, do you try to fill your schedule before you hire and produce it out? Yes, yes, yes. You need to book, I would say, probably four weeks out before you look at hiring anyone, right? So you hit the, hit the marketing, hit the sales, book the workout, set the expectations with a homeowner that you are going to be... Um, you're going to be a few, uh, you know, few weeks to get it produced. And if you get to pull it forward, if you hire the painters and get to pull it forward, uh, great. Um, I'm actually just working with one of our clients, Kyle. Um, when he came with us, he couldn't book work and he didn't have any painters. First, we showed him how to book work. And all of a sudden, he got booked out to September. And then he couldn't find any painters. So um, we, we worked on that last uh, three or four weeks. And now he has uh, two painters working for him and he's interviewing two more. So he has went from basically zero to, to four painters. Uh, so he's pretty stoked. Um, do we work with businesses smaller than 500K? Yes, absolutely. Our uh, our blueprint program, um, we work with tons of small businesses, people even just starting. Um, we actually have one client, um, Areeb. He uh, he didn't even have a painting business. He didn't even know how to paint. Um, and he saw our, like, uh, our, our ad once. And he's like, you know what? I could start a painting business. I think he was a business student or something. And uh, anyway, he joined our program went through all the training, started implementing it, hired out subs to do the work. And now he's like, he's doing like 45K a month, um, <laughs> which is amazing. Cool. Um, any tips for struggling to maintain a margin? Hey, love, great question, man. So when it comes to maintaining a margin, um, you need to first know where you're spending your money, right? So like Nick said, job costing, job costing, job costing. And then every single month, what you need, if you have a bookkeeper, which I highly recommend you have, have your bookkeeper send you a profit and loss statement, P and L, right? And so if you can get a monthly P and L within like the first week, 10 days of every month, detailing the cash flow of the previous month, look at it, analyze it, see where your money is going, cut unnecessary expenditures and, and really work on um, reducing the percentages of like your labor and your paint. There are always ways to be more uh, efficient, talk to your Sherwin rep, see if you can get any discounts on some major products. Are there any bulk buys that you can do? Uh, and then look at your painters in terms of efficiency. Can you move them to a piece rate system so that your labor costs are fixed instead of, you know, them going way over budget and labor being 50, 60%, you know, sometimes. What is a good yearly revenue goal for a startup? Uh, I, I, that's too, too, um, too open. I cannot, I can't, uh, I have no idea. Um, what your situation is. I've seen, I've seen people do 500 K in their first year. Uh, I've seen other people do 30 K in their first year. So um, how much should you be making before you bring on a production manager? I would say, uh, I would say at least 30 K a month, if not 50 K per month, probably closer to 50 K. Uh, thoughts on next door marketing. I vehemently oppose all lead sharing services. I hate bark and next door and Yelp and uh, home advisor and Angie, all those places. Just give me the heebie jeebies. They just rip off their consumers. I think you should be able to get your own leads, um, with your own marketing systems. How do you recommend solving problems with underperforming project managers or subcontractor miscommunication between the two? Um, I, sorry, that's too big of a question. We just got a minute, Caleb. <laughs> send me, send me a text, man. I know you have my phone number. Uh, and I'll answer that. Uh, I'll send you a voice note later. Uh, do you follow a door knocking script? I mean, it's a sales role. Should they follow an outline? Yes. But ultimately, if they're good salespeople, they will go off script to make the sale. Um, how much should you be making? Okay, did that one. You're welcome, Travis. Uh, subs or in-house painters? Totally depends on the business model. I know great businesses with each model. Depends on what you're trying to do. Subs are going to be more expensive. Um, but ultimately... Uh, um, you'll have, you'll have, you'll, they'll be able to take more responsibility off your plate. Uh, and you don't have the, 
the, uh, you know, um, the risk of having to keep them busy, whereas painters will be cheaper, you'll have loyalty, but you have to keep them busy. So if you're just getting started and you and you book some big jobs, probably some subs, but if you have like four or five, six weeks of work booked out and you know you're going to get more, definitely invest in finding some in-house painters. Um, what are some industry-leading metrics that you've seen for your business? As mentioned earlier, AJS, close rate, conversion. Um, so AJS, I mean, that depends. I've seen 4,000. I've seen 10,000. So it's totally depends on your business. Uh, close rate. Um, I mean, I think your close rate should be at least 40%. Um, your lead conversion rate, you know, 80% or so is, is pretty average. Um, you'll have different lead conversion rates from different sources. Facebook might be a bit lower. Door-to-door -door might be a bit higher. Um, thoughts on opening a franchise. Uh, I don't know. I've, I, we work with some franchisees that um, did their franchise and then they joined our program pretty much from every major franchise. And uh, I've heard that they all say they wish they joined our program before they joined a franchise because of uh, <laughs> um, uh, because of what we teach, right? And the gaps that the franchisees didn't provide. Uh, Spencer, subs are cheaper for you. Good for you. That's wicked. That is awesome. Cool. Um, do you dive into the books, QuickBooks, when you coach painting businesses? Uh, yes, on a high level, but actually we're uh, just working on a partnership with Bookkeeping for Painters because they are the experts in that. And uh, there's a bunch on the, a few in the Q&A. Uh, no, that's it. All right. Um, okay, last question, Cynthia. And then I think we're at time. If it is just you and your crews managed and led by your husband and you do everything else, what or who would be your first hire? Um, I don't have a husband, so I can't relate. Um, but I'll, <laughs> sorry. Um, if it's just you and your crews managed and led by your husband and you do everything else what or who so you're okay gotcha so they know but the husband is the production manager it sounds right so i would look at it cynthia what are you spending the most time on and uh and what do you like the least right if you're spending all day doing estimates and you despise estimates hire a salesperson but if if estimates give you energy and you love having that control part of your business then keep estimates and hire an assistant to do all of the other stuff an office admin to do the the bookkeeping and the scheduling and the you know whatever but uh yeah definitely um whatever you don't like work to find a way to hire that out and with that being said everyone thank you so much for joining today um again go to paintergrowth.com/100k get the free resources and book a call with my team. We would love to chat with you, see if we can help you. Um, even if you decide not to join our program, we hope that you walk away from the call with us uh, with a ton of value and a big smile on your face. Wow, beautiful job, Mike. Thank you, Tanner, for having us. Super fun, man. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, Mike, I want to just say, man, you know, you, you keep bringing it every time you do a presentation. I feel like uh, you elevate uh, each time everyone around you uh, had had Mike on my podcast. We're going to be doing another one soon. Guys, go check out paintergrowth.com. I had the fortunate pleasure of actually kind of being in on a uh, on a coaching call. And, you know, the one thing, you know, all the numbers and all the growth and all that stuff aside, uh, community is something I didn't hear much of, but the community within Mike's uh, coaching group is, I think, worth whatever he's charging just to be uh, in a coaching group with peers. You know, the goal here is to help you understand you're not alone. Uh, you know, rising tides raise all the boats. So, you know, be invested. Uh, check out paintergrowth.com. Sit with Mike. Awesome time. All right.